0: Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at ThriveCosmetics.com slash Thrive. That's ThriveCosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash Thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more? Welcome to Table Read Podcast where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine.
1: make it you hi welcome back to another episode of make it cute i'm so happy that you're here for another episode and without further ado i feel like a lot of people have been calling me out for skipping this i am not skipping this but we're going to be talking about some people's favorite holidays, some people's least favorite holiday and a holiday that some people don't even celebrate thanksgiving so i will personally say that i haven't celebrated thanksgiving in about two years um I like to use this time to travel, and I'm actually going to be recanting one of my travel stories during this episode. I really want this episode to be like what I'm thankful for and like what I'm thankful about. We're in such a dark time right now with COVID round two hitting as hard as it can. I am getting flashbacks of going back to March right now, honestly, with the lockdowns and the stay-at-home orders and the numbers spiking and the quarantines in the required testing. I think that I actually want to talk about this a little bit before we get into today's episode. Because it's something that's important. It's it's something that affects us all. And I don't think we actually realize, like, as much as we're suffering and as much as we want to go out and do things and be with the people we love and do the things we love, everyone's also experiencing that. And I'm actually going to introduce the theme of gratitude and being thankful with talking about coronavirus first before I kind of get into the real meat of the episode. So I'm grateful that I have the ability to bring you a new episode every week and talk to you and just accompany you, whether it's you're working out or you're driving or you're just listening while you work, whatever it may be, I'm thankful that I get to spend this time with you for this half an hour. But what I'm more thankful for is I'm even more thankful that I have a lovely apartment above my roof, (laughs) above my head, excuse me, and that I have a loving family who we have lost someone to coronavirus, but we are still going strong and we are still, you know, full of love and joy and happiness. And that I also have a full-time job and I have a content creation career and I guess I I don't want to use the word influencer, but um, I love doing brand deals and I get paid to do them sometimes. So, you know, I guess that's what influencing is, but I'm just so thankful for all of the opportunities that I'm still afforded because of my status and because of my education and because of just life in general. I know that this year has had a lot of people face a lot of hardships and I do acknowledge that and I'm just so thankful and grateful that the only hardships that I've really had to face is not being able to see my family and you know all that jazz but gratitude is something that I feel like we don't practice enough every day. The holidays is usually the time where a lot of people tend to practice a lot more gratitude I feel like that's when you go and you donate to the Red Cross or the to the Salvation Army, the guys or girls uh, ringing the bells. It is just the time that we end up doing that way more often than any other time of the year. Another thing that we do is we tell ourselves we only have one day of the year to be thankful. I know that's not always the case, but everyone really idolizes and celebrates Thanksgiving like, oh, this is the one day that we can tell each other that we're we're thankful and that we're grateful. I'm here a week before Thanksgiving telling you how thankful and how grateful I am for all of you. And this gratitude, it can be spread at any time of the year, not just during Thanksgiving. But doubling back to kind of like living in a season of covid i know that it's been a hot topic on this podcast and that we've talked about it a number of times but it's something that again is happening to all of us it's something that is a part of what we're doing and a part of how we're living and it's integral to our lives the very reason that i'm recording is because you know, I there's not much else for me to do. I would still have a podcast even outside of coronavirus. Don't you worry. But it's one of those things that I don't know if I would be here without coronavirus. I don't know if I would be on your airstream and you being able to listen to me because I know if you are subscribed to our Patreon at Solid Listen, the network that this podcast is a part of, um, my producer, Molly, we did an interview a couple weeks back, just kind of like about the background and like how we ended up discovering each other and meeting and like how this all came to be. And the way that I was kind of discovered was through TikTok, which I wouldn't have really been on if it wasn't for quarantine. So it's truly a domino effect, um, how we got here into this position. But again, gratitude, it's something that we can extend to others at all times. And especially with so many people struggling for their lives, struggling for their livelihoods. I mean, the worst struggle that I think I have this year, besides not seeing my family, is like, you know, my job did a a raise freeze, but, you know, that was to save jobs and to not have to lay people off. It was one of those things that I was willing to, you know, stay at the company and keep my wage frozen just to then... Others can also keep their jobs and keep their livelihoods and provide for themselves and their families. So it's one, again, like (laughs) there's no sense of real direction to this, but just understanding how your circumstances may not be the circumstances that you wish they were, but you're exactly where you need to be in this present moment. Even if that's not where you want to be in the future, you're exactly where you need to be. And right now you're learning and you're developing and you're grabbing the tools that you'll need to be successful in the future regardless i want to get back into kind of like thanksgiving um ask and the main theme of this episode so this isn't going to be a typical thanksgiving episode i'm not going to really talk about too much of my traditions that we do because frankly the only tradition that we really do is eat a lot of food my mom i think i get a lot of hosting skills from my mom she always goes above and beyond we could have a dinner of like eight people and she has like 18 dishes and there's a million things going on she's in the kitchen from sun up to sundown i mean maybe not sundown maybe it gets dark at like 3 p.m nowadays right but she's in the kitchen all day cooking and just like getting everything ready i obviously hope and there was one thanksgiving actually the last thanksgiving i, I celebrated in recent history where i decided that my menu was going to be kind of like very like upscale and personalized and let me just say this unless you have all the time in the world and all the capacity don't commit to making an individual cornish head for each of your guests it never really works out well everyone enjoys it but i don't think they truly understand the effort that goes into giving everyone their own bird it was a lot do i regret it no but i learned from it and i sure as heck won't do that again i think traditionally now any Thanksgiving that I'll host, the meat will always be catered. honey big Tam or somewhere that cooks like mean turkey, that's going to be what's on my table. But I want to talk about my Thanksgiving last year because last year was one of the best Thanksgivings I ever had. And I was super thankful, even though I was not with my family, I was thankful for the opportunity that I had. And that was to travel. Last year, I did my first ever solo trip internationally abroad uh, to Paris and Barcelona. And I kind of want to just like talk about why I'm grateful for that trip, what I did on that trip a little bit. Cause you know, I can't just tell you that I went on a trip without telling you about it. And also just a little bit more details. I really want this episode to kind of give you the chance to meet me a little bit more. You know, we just kind of started with a Beyonce episode and I don't think we really had an opportunity to say, hi, I'm miles and you're listening to me you know, you're here for a reason, whether you know me personally, or you know me um, through social media, or other channels, or maybe a friend told you about me, but I feel like I want to share more about myself with all of you. Um, Whether you may know this story, or you may not, um, I'm going to tell you about my Thanksgiving in Europe. So, gratitude was another thing that i felt a lot during this trip not just because it was thanksgiving but everyone that i met was super nice um the best thing happened which i think we all like dream of this happening but it never actually does but this time it did so i was scheduled to ride in the middle seat the entire way from jfk to uh paris and thankfully the person who was supposed to take the window seat did not show up so the woman who was sitting next to me we ended up conversing the entire time she was such a delight she was a um fashion photographer and she was traveling to paris to go meet up with her boyfriend i know lots of backstory and again this is a part of me this is part of my travel so i'm gonna show you through my eyes like how i experienced life and how i experienced this trip and why i'm so grateful and why i'm so thankful but she was awesome um she introduced me into tate's cookies I mean, my one coworker actually truly introduced me, but I knew of Tate's and, you know, do you take Tate's from a stranger? when in Paris or went on the Norwegian Airlines flight. I guess you do. But uh, this woman, she was amazing. Um, We ended up taking the train into the city together. She kind of helped me navigate a little bit because she was from Europe originally and she kind of knew how the system worked. Um, I ended up getting to my flat and checking in with my host and she was awesome. Peggy, love her. She was such a delight um and i just remember getting back on the train and i actually got on the wrong train so if you haven't been to paris um the trains only run in two directions like there's not many of them like the they have an awesome subway system where they have the trains go a lot of places but it only goes in two directions there's just not like a there's not a lot of guesswork you go into a station and you either go one direction or you go another it's not like New York City, where on the subway you could take the 6 up or downtown, or you could take the 5 up or downtown, or you could take the 1 or the S or the 7 or the L or the J. There's just so many things. In Paris, there's only one train. Up and down, that's all you can do. Well, I got on the wrong side, and I ended up going north when I needed to go south.
0: You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hyperthetical. On Hyperthetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts.
1: Eventually, I realized that I was getting the wrong way. I only went a stop or two before hopping off. And another thing that I learned is that there's no like way like how in New York, you can just like kind of cross over. There was no way for me to do that for free, which was weird. Or maybe I'm just dumb. Or maybe it was just the station I was at. But regardless, I learned a lot of lessons that day. I learned always know which train you're going to get on. And always be thankful that you realize it in enough time before you get too far away from your destination and end up somewhere sketch. So I get back on the train. And my one kind of commitment that I had the entire time I was there I wasn't working I wasn't doing anything like that I did not have a social media presence or following at that time and I was just there for myself I mean I had my YouTube channel going on but you know I kind of abandoned that maybe like a month prior so I was gonna attempt to blog for this trip but I realized that my battery percentage would not last as long as I wanted to so all that to say I was there for myself but the one commitment that I had was my mom it took a lot of convincing for her to be comfortable with me going it wasn't a matter of her letting me go because at the end of the day she was back home in Pittsburgh and I was here in New York and I said I was going and that there was nothing anyone could do to stop me so it wasn't about her Letting me or giving me permission to, but it was about her being comfortable with the concept of me going, which eventually she was. But again, the one commitment that I had was that I had to stay in contact. So I remember I called her as soon as I got off this train into the city. I did not know what to expect because, you know, I just picked a random station on the map and I was like, I'm going to go here and hope for the best. And I'm so happy with the station I picked. So I ended up in Pont Marie, if you know where that station is. And as I came up the steps, I was talking to my mom and I remember I just kind of stopped talking because I was just so taken aback and so breathtaking by the Seine River and just all the sights and the architecture. Paris had always been my first stop that I wanted to go in Europe and it was and I was finally there and I was just kind of like the moment hit like from all the tiredness from the overnight flight from the train rides from the subway rides to the subway screw ups everything that led up to that moment i was there and i was by myself and i cannot tell you how grateful i was for that and that's not to say that i wouldn't have loved to be there with someone but looking back i couldn't imagine that moment any other way because i just needed to take a moment to stop and just take everything in and really just be there um i facetimed my mom as soon as i got up there i was standing on the bridge and i facetimed her and was showing her everything my service wasn't the best or her service wasn't the best something but um ended up working out and i was there um and the one thing about paris that i really loved was the food um and i think this might allude to maybe the recipe i'm gonna do um but the food was so good. And I arrived on Thanksgiving day to Paris. So it was one of those things that I wasn't eating the traditional turkey or the traditional mashed potatoes or stuffing. Um, but I was eating a croissant and I have like espresso. I'm not going to teach you how to make croissants. Absolutely not. That is not in the cards for today. But, um, I, I do want to teach you how to make something and it's actually so the funny thing is Paris wasn't alluding to what I'm teaching you I want to show you how to make my best and fa- most famous uh, mashed potatoes not famous favorite that's the word I was looking for but um, I'm gonna get into the recipe I know that was kind of a wonky uh, transition but I, I I could talk about Paris forever and I know that you guys are also here for a recipe and a cocktail so I want to make sure I get that into the episode somehow you know I I think we're ready. So into the recipe, we're going to grab, and this is mashed potatoes for one, because I live alone. I try to downsize a lot of the recipes that I make. I think you might have caught on to this by now, like my, maybe, I don't make multiple servings. I either make single serve or maybe enough servings for two, um, just because that's what it requires and that's the proportions that I need. But I want to teach you how to make a single serving of mashed potatoes. So this will be, like, probably two servings, but, like, just for yourself. Like, it's enough that you could put it just in the bowl and eat it just yourself um, as, like, an entree. Or it's enough that you could have, like, two little scoops for a side. It is the perfect amount, in my opinion. And it's delicious. And it's highly flavored. So let's get into it. You're going to take two potatoes. Um, russets are great. They are a great fluffy potatoes. So... Um, but also you could use like a a red potato. If you use a red potato, you might want to use three. Um, If you're going to use like a more waxy potato, or you can use like a Idaho potato. Like, I mean, you can use whatever type of potato you want. Truly. Um, It doesn't matter because the technique of how we're going to make this happen is still going to be the same, but I'm using russet potatoes. So I'm going to take two russet potatoes and I'm going to cut off all the skin I am not a huge fan of skin on potatoes. Um, I love a good baked potato, and I will eat the baked potato whole. But when it comes to mashed potatoes, I like creamy, silky, smooth mashed potatoes. So I want to make sure that my skins are off. So I'm just going to go around it with a paring knife. Or if you have a vegetable peeler, that is perfectly fine. Whatever your jam is, we don't judge here. We just want to eat good mashed potatoes. So, And then what I like to do is... If the potatoes are similar size, then I'm going to cut them similarly, but you just want similar sized chunks. I would say three quarters of an inch chunks. Um, you can guesstimate, as long as your potato chunks are the same size and they cook evenly, that's what matters. Then into a cold pot, you're going to put the potatoes in, covered with water just barely, and put a big 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 spoon of salt in there i'm not talking about like a serving spoon but like take like a spoon that you would eat with spoon out some salt and sprinkle that in there potatoes can take a lot of salt and you really want to season these potatoes from the inside out you're going to add seasoning at the end but you really want to make sure that these potatoes are well seasoned to start so you're going to put that on the oven bring it up to a boil reduce to a simmer and then you want to strain your potatoes out into a sieve yes, a sieve whenever you can poke a fork through them, once they're, like, pretty soft. I mean, they're mashed potatoes. We're, we're going to be mashing them, so you don't want hard potatoes that you would use for, like, home fries. Um, you want, like, soft potatoes that are kind of, like, crumbling apart at that point, but you don't want too much starch, so it's, like, finding that fine balance. I believe in you. You got this. I believe in you so much. So the reason why I want to strain into a sieve is because that's what we're going to use to make the potatoes. I have always used sieves to make potatoes because I was a broke college student and I had a sieve for whenever I would bake. Um, but I didn't have like a food mill and I don't have space for a food mill at this point either. Um, or a ricer is another alternative. Um, heck, you could even use a colander. might be a little bit more chunky, but like live your life. I have a sieve that I bought from Ikea for three bucks, so I'm gonna use that. And then you are going to press it through the sieve until you have all the potato on the other side. And then what you're gonna do is you can put this back in a pot. I I wouldn't, I don't know. I'm not gonna re-cook this. I just wanna get them nice and creamy. Um, and like nice and crushed because the way that we're going to add the cream and the butter is going to be super fun so a lot of people this so i'm not saying that i invented these mashed potatoes this is a classic potato cooking technique that we're doing I, i i didn't go to school for food so i'm not gonna like throw terms out there but essentially what you're gonna do is in a small saucepan you are going to get about four ounces of heavy cream um and two tablespoons of butter and I like thyme in my potatoes so I put a sprig of thyme into the milk and I'm going to crush some garlic under my palm I'm going to throw that in and a little bit of pepper black pepper ideally white pepper could also work really well it's a little more tame than black pepper but you just want some a little bit of heat and you're going to just kind of like warm it through until the butter's melted until the thyme and garlic infuses into the cream and then you want to remove your aromatics in this case it's going to be the thyme and the garlic and you're going to strain your cream over your potatoes and you are going to mix your potatoes are already nice and soft and like fluffy and clouds and then this warm cream is coming in and it's so full of flavor it's full of salt from the you're gonna use salted butter by the way it's full of salt and it's full of creaminess and it's full of thyme and garlic and pepper it has a lot of good things going on and it's gonna flavor your potatoes all the way through another secret that i would say that you can use if you're in a pinch and you don't have heavy cream um you can directly into your potatoes put the butter put the um time if you want like you could rip the leaves off the stem and then you could use a spoonful of cream cheese or like kind of like a little block maybe like two to three tablespoons of cream cheese um that would also work beautifully you will get a little bit more of a tangy flavor from the cream cheese but i promise it's all still delicious so that is my mashed potato recipe you can top it with more butter but these potatoes are already so decadent and soft that you don't need it and also don't overmix your potatoes you'll create starch and that's when they become gummy and nobody likes gummy mashed potatoes we want fluffy soft amazing mashed potatoes so that is the mashed potato recipe I feel like it shouldn't have taken as long to explain it as I did but you know I'm here for it and this is my podcast so I can explain my recipes as long as I want right can I get a I don't know I'm trying not to be secular but can I get a that's right <laughs> Okay, now back into kind of like the story, because the real reason why I wanted to talk about this story, not because I wanted to flex. Um, I mean solo traveling is slightly a flex, and I love it, but I want to talk about the people that I met. The people that I met there in Paris and in Barcelona, they are some of the just best humans I've ever met. I don't know if I'm exaggerating. I'm probably exaggerating, but let me give you some context. Um The locals, they were all super cool, but it was a lot of, since I was solo traveling, I was able to remove myself from my own personal bubble a little bit more and actually talk to, like, other travelers and solo travelers and hang out with people, and the people that I met that day were just so amazing, and it's one of those things that we all exchange socials and we all still check it, but check up on each other every now and again. And I love that. And now that it's getting right around the anniversary of when we met, I think I'm going to send everyone a message. Probably if you listen to my podcast and you see a message come through, you know why. Um, But I think it's one thing that when you travel with friends, you create memories that you can talk about with each other. When you travel with strangers, it's such a different dynamic because you're with each other, creating these memories for this time. And then you go back to your own corners of the world. Some corners are the same. One of the people that I met, she lives in Brooklyn. She's not that far from me. But a lot of other people that I met, they're in LA or UK or Texas or wherever they may be. And it's it's amazing kind of like how one thing or one place can bring so many people together. And it's just. It baffles me, and I'm I'm just so thankful for having the opportunity to meet so many amazing people and just to be with so many amazing people. Obviously, it was Thanksgiving. It was a holiday. I was missing my family, but it was like my little family abroad that I met like the day of, and it, it worked out, but if I didn't already give this recipe in a previous episode, I would probably be ta- giving my mulled wine re- recipe for one uh, because I drink so much it's mold wine, hot wine, whatever you want to call it. I drink so much of it of like eight AM, nine a.m. during my time in Paris because the Christmas markets were open. I like I said, I went the day of Thanksgiving, so all the Christmas markets were like up and popping and all the Christmas decorations were out. And it was just it was so amazing. Um I'm smiling as I'm recording this and as I'm thinking about it. But <laughs> that's not the um cocktail I'm gonna give you today. I'll talk about the cocktail in a minute. i want to just kind of like reminisce a little bit more and be in my own little fantasy world because unfortunately i do not think that i'll be spending my thanksgiving at home with family this year and it's not even so i can ship myself off to a foreign country it's just because of the times that we live in uh so a lot of times that we have to live in the past and we have to kind of plan for the future but i feel like i've been reminiscing in a lot more past driven lately because of the circumstances that we have. And again, it it d- dives back into the idea of gratitude and being thankful. Like one thing that I don't think a lot of people realize who may be going home or who are home is that you have that ability and not all of us may have that ability too. Um, and again, like we're all so perfectly imperfect and our lives are so imperfectly imperfect, but, um, it's one of those things that you gotta keep swimming and keep going again, with the kind of weird transitions, I think this is kind of a weird episode because up until very recently, I was supposed to be spending uh, Thanksgiving with my family. So now that that's kind of more than likely pivoted, I think I'm kind of, you know, (laughs) switching the tone a little bit from what I originally had planned to talk about. But I mean, you're here to go through life with me and I'm here to, you know, inform you about fun things, share a little bit about myself and Uh, share some kick-ass recipes and speaking of kick-ass recipes let's talk about the cocktail so again this episode's kind of thanksgiving themed the reason why this episode's thanksgiving themed and not the episode next week is because this is before thanksgiving if i gave you an episode on black friday about thanksgiving it's pretty useless at that point wouldn't you agree regardless i want to give you a super simple cocktail i've been all about kind of simplicity lately and again things that whenever you're cocktail making A lot of cocktails require a million ingredients that you'll never use again. You'll use it for this one cocktail. You'll never use it again. And I wanted to think about things that people have in their house or things that people might like use after this. And the thing that kind of came to mind was like white rum and like flavored white rum. I know flavored drinks are so hit or miss, but this one, white rum, I love. It's the Dragonberry Bacardi. um, And... I will actually be sharing another recipe in the future at some point using this so then you have an excuse to buy it and use it for multiple recipes but i was thinking about cranberries and funny enough i today ran out of water in my brita so i was like okay well i don't want to drink this warm water that's just filtered through so put my brita back in my fridge and i looked at what i had and i was like okay i have pineapple juice that's a little tropical a little sweet I had club soda. Heck, I even considered drinking the maraschino cherry juice for a, a quick second. Um, and then I had wine. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to like drink wine. And then I saw cranberry juice. And I was like, but I don't know anyone who just drinks cranberry juice plain. If you do, I'm not judging. I promise. I'm not judging. But I just could not bring myself to just drink a plain glass of cranberry juice. I don't know. I feel like that's like slightly psychotic behavior but that just may be me so again if you if you can't see the direction that this is going in um we're gonna just make a simple like one-in-one drink essentially like not one part each but um what we're gonna do is we're gonna get a glass we're gonna fill it with some ice and then we're gonna do an ounce and a half of Bacardi dragonberry flavored I mean heck you can use any flavor that you want but I think the dragonberry just kind of melts into the cranberry flavor and it's delicious and then you're going to top that off with about four to five ounces of cranberry juice and then you can squeeze a little lime in there drop it in put a little cute umbrella on it I don't I, I don't really care how you decorate it it's your life and it's your drink make it pretty if you want drink it straight but I let me tell you The Dragonberry Bacardi really elevates the flavor of the cranberry juice. It just tastes like a... a, It tastes like what cranberry juice, I feel like, is supposed to taste like. Like, you know, with a little bit of an alcoholic burn at the end. But, like, I feel like whenever you think about, like, fruit juices, like, it's supposed to be kind of, like, sweeter. So, is it wrong for me to, like, want to make it sweeter by using alcohol? No. No. I mean, again, this is my podcast. I can make it sweeter if I want to. So that's what I did. And I mean, honestly, it's delicious. I'm enjoying one as I record this episode now. And I think it's the only thing that's really gotten me through this week, because it's been a long week. Um, I know these past couple weeks have been long for everyone, whether it's election stress, or holiday travel stress, or just stress in general. And I am so thankful that you survived it and that you're making your way through. I, I know this episode the only takeaways were really uh, the recipes Um, and I just wanted to still make sure that you have something else to take away. And it's this, I mentioned that our lives are perfectly imperfect and that we're exactly where we need to be. And I'm not lying. I'm not saying this to make you feel good. I'm not saying this to make me feel good. I mean, maybe I'm saying this to make me feel good, but we truly are exactly where we need to be and exactly where we're wanted. And Whenever you're in doubt and you're kind of second guessing whether this is right for you or something's right for you, just know this has a purpose. This has a meaning, whether it's a learning experience or it's the stepping stone to the next best thing in life, it's worth it and you're worth it and never second guess yourself. But I'm going to sign off because I can. And I really appreciate you for hanging out with me. Make sure that you follow us at Make It Cute Pod on Instagram. Follow my personal, Mileski, M I L A S K E E. And if you don't follow me on TikTok, make sure you follow me on TikTok at Mileski2. I'm posting a lot of Christmas stuff right now. And trust me, I have Christmas episodes coming your way. You might be sick of me by the end of the season, but ho, ho, ho. I don't care. Anyways, have a great night or a great day or a great evening or Great afternoon, whatever time of day that you're listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Cause this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.